Startup Soiree Podcast. This is your host, Patrick Wright, bringing it to you from the first day of June. We're still squarely in Gemini territory. Again, um, this is going to publish like literally super close to the 18th. Uh, and all of you will say, hey, it's Patrick's birthday, and you can send me birthday snaps and birthday tweets and birthday presents to 3200 James Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21230. Um, now that we have that out of the way, um, I am really excited and finally ready to put this absurdness to rest because we have Rachel and Jess from Intrinsic on the podcast today. All of you know them so very well because they've been here from the jump uh, alongside Nick and I putting this this startup soiree event and community and now platform into the water and making it float and making it great. Um, and I can't believe it's taken till episode 86 <laughs> to have them on the podcast. But without further ado, Rachel and Jess, welcome to the Startup Soiree podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So, I think one of the things that's going to be fun is I've known you guys long enough that I've forgotten a lot of the story, so we can do it again uh, in context through. So, before we get going, introduce yourselves and maybe tell us just a little bit about Intrinsic Events. Sure. Well, I'm Jessica Gnack, one of the co-founders of Intrinsic Events, and we left, Rachel and I left our corporate America jobs doing event planning almost four years ago now, and Intrinsic Events just is an event management company based here in Baltimore in the Canton neighborhood, and uh, I think what we love about it most um, from where we came is that now we get to service so many different types of companies and types of communities, um, and that's just been really awesome for us and really inspiring um, to what we do every day. Yeah, and um, I'm Rachel Robinson with Intrinsic Events, also a co-founder. Um, and yeah, I think you said it pretty well, Jess. (laughs) All right. So how old is Intrinsic Events? It's about four years old. It'll be four years in, well, February. So three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half years old. Uh, and where did the two of you meet? So Jess and I actually went to high school together. Um, so we've known each other for a long time. We're in different grades, so you know, we so. did we didn't hang out too much in high school, but we both went to Towson as well. Um, and then where we really connected was at our corporate job. Um, Jess had been working there for several years, and I joined the team. And then we worked together as a team for about what five years together, um, and that's where this whole idea behind. Intrinsic events spawned. That's where our love so. for one another started. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting that you guys have been like so within arm's reach of one another for so long yeah. and then mm-hmm. end up because like that's got to be somewhat like unusual to have somebody be so close for so long and then take so long for it to gel into like something that's really special and really right. unique. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our intern, our new intern, who's awesome by the way, she's. Uh, what's her name? Kylie Baker. Hi, Kylie. <laughs> and uh, she asked us the other day, I think it was her first day on the job, and she just looks over at us and says, have you two been best friends for, like, ever? <laughs> and we said no. <laughs> and we, do, we, we get asked if we're sisters all the time. I think that's just kind of the bond that you build. I mean, you know. You and Nick know. 
um, that's the working funny, so closely with somebody. That's the funny thing I think about. I mean, there are a lot of great things about our partnership and relationship, and we've found ways to do a lot of things together, right? Our businesses outside of startups where we feed each other like mm-hmm. a lot of work, and then inside of startups where we were able to complement um, our businesses in terms of that, and then also it allowed the four of us to move out of our businesses and start mm-hmm. to be able to have context of our own points of view on stuff, right? Which is like great because in a way it's like another marketing channel. But also it helps you grow as like a business owner to then be able to think of your one thing as one thing. And then you Mm -hmm. start to understand like the other things that you're doing. But it's certainly hilarious the amount of that that you both must get because Nick and I get that like crazy. (laughs) And I think it's unique one to get like the the brothers comparison and we're like no like not at all and they're like no really and we're like no really <laughs> like not at all uh we're not brothers but there's something special about about finding yourself in a business partnership that is working at that scale mm-hmm. um so nick and i had only met once or twice before we decided to do this business together and you know, we have like a tremendous relationship for sure. Like we definitely spend more time with one another than probably anyone else in our lives. Um, And I think we're also fairly deliberate about not being like we're friends. Like we say that we're business partners a lot, but anyone that would watch would call us, you know, liars. But I think it's (laughs) out of respect to keep it where it belongs. Um, But it's amazing, right? Like there's nothing kind of better than the situation. There are not a lot of people that I can commiserate about it too aside from actually the two of you because I know how much y'all run your company like you're going to like the clubhouse every day too and that's exactly what we do it's like that's the I think the magic thing about it and helps to really leverage the stress off is being able to be like oh yeah like I'm going to work right but (laughs) it's fun but there's gonna be a lot of hijinks through the day right so when you were at Metafast before Rachel joined the team, what were you doing? Uh, I was in events. We had, I started there uh, in the marketing department. That's my background is business marketing. And then um, they were getting ready for this really big event, this big convention. And it was the first year that the marketing entity of that company had really decided to mesh with the events and sales side of the company to create this event and kind of just stepped in Unexpectedly, I was there, you know, to go to this event from a marketing perspective and ended up taking over the event. And from there, an events team formed. So there really wasn't an events team at the time. Um, so I saw an opportunity and it was just something I love to do. And then the team grew. So when Rachel came on, was it, what, what capacity was it in? Was it just a, like, is it, were there all general team members that you had, had built or was it specific kind of roles? It was specific roles. Um, you know, there was a VP that I reported to. I was a manager, and then Rachel came in as a coordinator. And then, you know, over time, it's just one of those things. I think events is just one of those industries where, I mean, you you do have to have you know someone who takes the lead. But the way that we would do it, because there were so many events and our team was so um, small in size, was that we would each take ownership of different events, uh-huh. and then as a team, we would identify roles because you know. If I was leading an event, this big event in May, and there was another big event in June, you know, we would kind of divide that up. And then, so eventually it just became, we had team members come and go 
Um, at one point, you know, the team was up to seven people, but really at the end for the, a couple years, it was just Rachel and I to port it, reporting to a boss. Um, and it just worked, you know, and I think that's when we really just started to realize that like, you know, hey, we could totally do this on our own. We want to do this on our own. We want to each be able to grow and grow other people. And at the time, the opportunity just wasn't there. So. So what was it? What was the? What was it that you that you the two of you started to see that that you realized was something that wasn't being served, um, and that you could really kind of build like your business around? Was there? Were there like? Was there a moment where you were like, wait, or was it like a slow kind of like coming to realizing that you wanted to do something else and and that it was possible? Um, I think it was kind of a slow coming to. I mean, we had so much fun at Metafast. It was a great learning experience. And then I think, you know, when you're in a corporate job for so long, um, you know, sometimes the ability to use your creative or have that creative freedom kind of, you know, lacks or goes away. It's lost. Um, yeah. So, you know, we had all these different ideas and, you know, wanted to implement these ideas and you know sometimes you can't if the company's going into a different direction and you know Jess and I just really wanted to open up um, our experience in Baltimore and work with different clients and work with different companies and I think we kind of had that moment where like Jess said you know we can do this on our own we want to service more people and we were starting yeah and we were starting to be approached by different like friends and family Mm -hmm. and then even um independents of of the company um to do events you know kind of like outside the business but for them personally and so that's where we really just started to see potential um and i think the biggest thing that took us um a while to actually figure out you know do we want to go do we want to not was a figuring out what the name of the company was going to be and then being such a perfectionist on like having to have this perfect website build and this perfect everything before we actually took the big plunge or mm-hmm. did the big launch. So and that, then, that's probably our biggest uh, yeah. what was your first roadblock. Event? What was the first, oh, gosh. what was the first thing that you guys did? Um, our first oh, event yeah. was a sales conference yeah. um, for um, just like an independent, a direct sales consultant up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Was it like a, like a three-day conference? It was a two-day. Um, so it had a couple different events within the event. Yeah. Um, but nothing we were not used to. So what did you guys, <laughs> did you take off? It was over the weekend. Um, so, yeah, we took off on Friday. Friday. I love it. Drove up. Drove up. Did your thing. <laughs> yeah. Did our thing, stayed overnight, and then left. That's awesome. But, yeah. That's awesome. And then, so for... Was it a full year that you built the business and kind of like started to get yeah. get, get a handle on what it was? And yeah, a yeah. full year. So I'm going to try, like you're going to have to dig deep through the cobwebs of your mind to mm-hmm. maybe answer this question, but can you remember how you were opening up business opportunities during that year? During the building year? Yeah, because I really want to like separate the two, right? right? Because it's a huge thing when you're just like, fuck this, I quit. And then you like <laughs> have all your time to throw at it. And that's right. when ideas start to come in. But like, because I know how I built Pixelated in terms right. of that. And it was like gr- gritty, like net, 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 net. You know, like every single individual like 
Cantor, like at Maryland Wedding Network. Right. Like just brutal, mm-hmm. just brutal. Yeah. So I'm curious, can you remember some of the things that you guys were doing or was it just that there was enough inertia naturally that you were just booking that stuff? No, I mean, for us, it really kind of started slow. And I think that was because we were still, you know, in a corporate environment. Um, we And we worked so much. Like when I, I mean, the events world, like you work during the office Monday through Thursday. And then you're, we were traveling all over the country um, doing events on the weekends, you know, for, for the corporate job. But then any weekend we had off, we were doing something right. for, for Intrinsic. Um, but, you know, and we, and we had, a, the company knew about it. I mean, we had told them what we were doing. They loved the entrepreneurial spirit. And then, um, so really I think when we first launched, it was all about social media and figuring out who the players were like in the industry um, that we wanted to get into. And then Rachel was so good about finding every networking event in town. And we would go to lunch and learns on our lunch break. We would, um, you know, leave work right at five and make it to some networking event somewhere. I mean, even if it, like you said, had nothing to do with events specifically, it was just finding out who the people were in Baltimore that we wanted to be associated with. Mm-hmm. And then you found Patrick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, was it that you quick? And I, yeah, you and I were kind of going back and forth It was recently, I just got reminded of it. Uh, like like Facebook. like we you became friends or we like connected on Facebook. Like, who's like, this Patrick Wright? Who's pixelated? And I remember way yeah, it was very very early stages. We met you, and we were just like, okay, we're where we need to be. We're around <laughs> like minded people. <laughs> so I have never really thought back about this, and I'm really glad that we're like in this because it's making me realize, and I don't know if you guys realized it to some degree, you must have, but like your branding was like the pair of you like mm-hmm. always walking in at the same time yes. always in high contrast dresses like <laughs> always like From always you know like I mean that was it though right yeah and that was so how deliberate was that I mean how much of that was just being corporate and professional and how much of that was because when you think about it, right, like we can, we won't, we won't name names at all, right? But like everyone goes out to networking events. I don't go to them as much anymore. But a traditional, well attended networking event, you understand the silhouettes. You know, only a handful yeah. of people command a silhouette when they walk into the room, right? You know what right. I mean? Like I know that that sounds like fucking vain and stupid, but it's the <laughs> truth, right? There are a handful of people that you can think you watch their brand walk in the door mm-hmm. with them. Almost everybody else doesn't have doesn't come close to that, particularly in the wedding industry, because it's not that type of like brand heavy industry. Right. You guys did that from the jump. Yeah, and it at the time, you know, it wasn't deliberate as part of our brand, but you know, service based, we don't have a product to sell. So you are selling yourselves essentially. You want people to want to work with you. So we always had that concept in mind, and I think for us, you know, um, it was part of the fact that we were scared shitless um, to walk into a room where we knew nobody. And I think just like, you are kind of more confident when you have somebody there that you know. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Startup Saray is so awesome is because we have this like family mm-hmm. and this community with every Startup Saray event we go to, but then really now the, the community that we've built, the events that we go to. Um, but I think over, and then we even had those conversations like, oh, we should really split up and divide and conquer. And the times where we would do that, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And people would be like, 
where's your better half or where's your sister? I like the other one of you. Yeah. But they would even call Rachel Jess. They'd call me Rachel and it's like, okay, what's the point? Right. But then I think we started to realize that that's how the community was recognizing us. Right. Was mm-hmm. this a brand of a pair. I mean, even the initials, the I and the E and the way that they switch, like... When I like when I close my eyes and I think about like those two like the the yellow and the magenta dress right mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. yes. right yeah. I mean when you think about that and you think about your logo right right yeah. and the, and even that your font is like pretty tall right mm-hmm. and both of you are fairly tall like it really does like I can I'm making these connections like just thinking back about it and whether it was intentional or not like. It was a very effective yeah. like brand rollout. That's cool. Okay, <laughs> so what happens? Why? How does intrinsic turn full time? Like, what? Why did you guys decide that like that it was it was it was time you were ready to do it and you were gonna go for it? Should we be honest about it? <laughs> I think it's a good story. So we um. <laughs> You know, like we had said, we had built this great working relationship at Metafast, and during one of our <clears throat> annual reviews, you know, which everyone has at Corporate America, um, and we were pretty much flat out told that you will, n- neither of you will ever grow because you're too good of friends. So they kept hiring people above us to like, that came and went. That came and went. Constantly. In one year, we had, I think, seven, seven bosses. bosses. And we, I mean, that's just really disheartening when you're giving your heart and soul to something and being told that you're doing an amazing job and then, but told that you have no path for growth. And who wants that? I mean, we're both too motivated. We're both too smart to kind of stay in that situation for the rest of our lives. Right. That's what happened to me at Trader Joe's. I was doing such a good job with the milk. And I was like, I guess, like, I guess I don't have a real future. Like, I'll be a manager. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you have to, like, work up to, like, the review or whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then they, like, didn't put me through. And I was literally like, this is fucking insane. Like, I can't even become right. a manager of a grocery store. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how, like, yeah. how impactful those kind of like passive decisions are that get made you know like people like businesses think that they're just not putting you in a position of leadership but they're also devaluing like you and what you what you what you do right because after that point it's hard to like work is hard you know what I mean when when you feel like it's not being recognized and then you look around you and you're like fuck like you gotta be kidding me yeah i mean the grocery store was just like right and i liked that job a lot like i i really do can take like hella personal pride in like mm-hmm. menial tasks like yeah i've got just enough i'm not ocd but i've got enough in it that i'm like i love i appreciate a job well done and don't ever mind if it's me that has to be doing it right so like it wasn't about that but it's just like when you see you know it's the leadership right mm-hmm that's where I think where it hurts is when you realize that like you're doing this task and it's like fairly menial in like the grand scheme and you're able to lead through it. Like that's the thing that I think a lot of times big organizations lose great people because they don't realize that like, yeah, I'm only managing this thing, but do you see how much influence I'm having just from this like fairly minor? And that's not about like stocking milk. Like it's about how 
I apply to anything that you put on my plate. Right. But they don't see that. Yeah. They don't see that. And lucky for us, because now we have intrinsic events. I know. So <laughs> it will be three years of like full time this January or February, right? Turn of the year. Is that right? Yeah. No, it will be four years. Yeah, four years. February of next year. Of total company. Total. Right, so I meant yeah. three years since you guys had, yeah. had left off. Yeah. So th- this past February had been two years since you had mm-hmm. left yeah. and done it full time. Great. So how has like how has your company changed over the last two years? Um, well, when we first left Metafast, we kind of, you know, jumped into the wedding industry. Um you know, that was the easiest industry to get into, and it was, you know, completely different from what we were doing corporately. Um, so we got to meet a lot of vendors, a lot of made a lot of great connections, and I think, um, you know, that was a sweet spot for, I guess, the first year, two I would years. say, two years. Um, and then we were able to bring someone on um, to sort of take that wedding business to the next level, and um, we've been really able to focus more on the corporate event side of events. So, um, you know, that's been kind of our our journey. Um, it seemed like a really great, like a really big year for you guys. Yeah. Uh, and I think that there are a lot of great things that are happening in Baltimore now that are really kind of like a rising tide for for what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's been awesome to see you be able to stack all these credentials like fairly quickly that makes you kind of like a really smart decision for somebody that's planning an event inside of that space because um because one baltimore is a fairly small city Mm -hmm. um and it's great to have somebody that understands the resources and how they're applicable from that point of view and there aren't as many you know there aren't as many people that have done as much as you have that have kind of like that background of being able to handle and understand how these like big scale events happen, right? Like all right. that corporate time was like hours yeah. long just watching yeah. stuff and how it, you know, like anytime you can watch a system and then you're Absolutely. like, oh, I know how to do this right. versus from the outside never seeing it. It seems yes. so mysterious right. until you watch it once and then you're like, right. I get it. So, um, and I have to say, I mean, on that too, you know, and not that it's a shameless plug for Startup Sway by any means, but Startup Sway really has been, I think, what has catapulted us into this community and this um, avenue of business that we wanted to get in in Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, like, just the fact that it truly is, one, it keeps us true to, like, who we are, right. being just, like, intrinsically motivated to go out there and do an event, bring people together, and just, you know, see people having fun and making connections and building their own businesses. I mean, it really, every month, I think it keeps us true to why we started and then through that we've just built like such great relationships that have led to amazing referrals to our biggest clients mm-hmm. i mean bottom line it's crazy like, how, <laughs> how big of an impact startup story has had yeah i mean it's crazy um and for us too ours is like a little bit different because our like service isn't like as tangibly like applicable in mm-hmm. terms of like a sale as yours is um but like where we came out in terms of like relationships is just mm-hmm. like like it's absurd how valuable it's been um, but yeah I mean I agree like like where it has been able to like set you guys up to just be rock stars in that space is awesome it's like so awesome because 
you know, I mean, it's awesome for you, but it's also really awesome for Baltimore, right? Because like these these events that are around the startup and the business and the technology and the entrepreneurial space and ecosystem mm-hmm. need to be produced very well, right? right? Yep. Like if they're not produced well, then they're subpar events and we can't risk having events get covered. Like Baltimore needs to up their game. So it's really great that, that that's happening. And in a way you guys are able to like very much set the tone and set the standard for what the expectation is. I mean, you know, and and we'll get into this in a second, but you know, the startup story events have always been executed, whether all of us were like rushing into our dresses six minutes late or not, like, like to the, to the, to the attendee, like the events have always been produced very well, but you know, really I'd love to talk for a second about light city, you know, like that was something where, um, you know, you guys came in and you went after it with like a vengeance, you know, like it was going to be your job. And I really appreciate that commitment to being like, whatever, like, let's just figure out how to make sure that we get on this from the jump and then we'll like, we'll grow with it. Right. Um, but that ended up really dovetailing into a lot of other things that, that you were able to probably in a lot of ways consult and be able to apply a lot of your expertise just in terms of people being able to ask questions to somebody that's been there and knows right. about it. So do you want to talk a little bit about what Light City was like and, and you know, both like what it's like to have taken part in something that ended up being so massively successful, but I think also to speaking towards what it's like to launch something for like the first time, because I think a lot of people in Baltimore have ambitions around like, I think there are a lot of people that want to do great events that are yearly and that's, you know, hit scale and really like influence different stories around the city. And to hear the talk about how it happens, albeit maybe not of light city proportion, but I think it would be really fascinating for our listeners. Yeah. I mean, I mean, light city was amazing. Just an amazing experience. I think all around, we still get goosebumps when we think about it um, or watch videos or see pictures and just think about all the people that you know, we were able to bring into it and all the people that it impacted. But I mean, we learned about Light City, again, through Startup Saray. Yep. Um, yeah, I met Brooke, um, Brooke Allen at a, a Startup Saray. And she was kind of going through, um, you know, how Light City, the concept came to be. And, you know, she was kind of talking about Light City, but then also how she built her business. and. You know, she's a woman CEO, business owner here in Baltimore. And it was just really inspirational because Jess and I, you know, are trying to build our business and she's giving great advice and just kind of going through what Light City is. And, you know, I, after talking to her, obviously I ran right to Jess and was like, we need to, we need to meet with her. We need to get, you know, on this team, become a part of it in some capacity. So... Yeah. I think. And then through Brooke, you know, we were introduced to Baltimore Office of the Promotion and the Arts, mm-hmm. which is the, you know, the ones who produced um, Light City. They also mm-hmm. do Artscape and the Star Spangled Spectacular and all those awesome other festivals in Baltimore. And they, um, you know, they're, they're amazing at festivals, but they've never done a conference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of our jam, um, especially in cities where, you know, there's thousands of people and yeah, so we met with them and we just clicked. I mean, we clicked with everybody that we met, you know, through BOPA, um, you know, definitely What Works Studios. Everybody was so, again, taken aback, like intrinsically motivated to make this thing happen mm-hmm. for the city. Um, 
you know, we were introduced to Jamie McDonald of, of Generosity Inc., who knows probably everyone and anyone in the city. And I mean, that was just amazing. I think one of our favorite parts about it was just meeting all of the people that are doing really cool things in this city. Yeah. Um, and it was a it was a short planning period. I mean, we were brought on middle of November, and that thing happened in March. Right. So it was quick. Um, but you know, everybody had that like fire and that desire, you know, in their in their bodies um, to just move fast and quick. So that's kind of what we did. And you know, I think for us, what made the process you know, easier for us and just more enjoyable was through the past couple years that we had spent building a business here in Baltimore and, you know, working in the events industry, we were able to bring in partners and people that we trusted that we knew could get the job done and get it done quickly. So like, you know, Maryland Productions, Pixelated, um, the team from Order Up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we brought, we just reached out to this community, community and this resource base of people that we knew that could get the job done and get it done for a first year budget and just make it awesome. And, and it was. And it was awesome. We met Ray Lewis. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought that you guys did a really incredible job of, I mean, one, the look and feel is the, um, I don't know if I've told you this, but it definitely is the coolest conference that I've ever been in. And I haven't been in a lot of conferences, but it was cool. Like, it yeah. wasn't just like, this is fine. Like it was cool. Like it had a really interesting element to it. That main room was like dynamic, Mm -hmm. you know, it's certainly like the building didn't hurt. Like it's a cool building, but also like the choices in like the way the staging was done and the way Mm -hmm. the backdrop looked and like all of that, the way that like Al was staged to it, the way that there was a DJ that was like brought into like the visual perspective of the whole event, as Mm -hmm. opposed to it being like somebody that's in the back, like, you know, piped and draped off or kind of like just has like a little window that they're like looking out at. Um, But also in terms of like, like buying locally, right? And Mm -hmm. like really buying locally, like not just buying locally, but really finding these people that are part of the like very base level fabric of what's happening now and giving them the opportunity. You know, like we certainly, uh, you know, appreciated you um, asking us to, to participate and trying to help us figure out how to get as involved as possible. Um, you know, we were we wanted to be involved from the very jump as well. I mean, we were at that first Betamore info session, mm-hmm. and I was texting one of you, literally yeah. saying like, "You got, you should be here right now. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a lot of space for you." Right. Um, and so we appreciated it a ton, and I know that all of those other entities did. You know, what I mean like Al, you know, like him maybe. Maybe most of all, like he's getting leveraged by our community constantly, and he's literally going to end up with, like a like a, a DJ career. Yeah, that's going to be legit, <laughs> and it's going to be very unique because he's right. stacking very unique skills that aren't you know like EDM DJ slash conference announcer <laughs> like isn't something Show that power. there's a ton of people doing that, and right. that's like a valuable thing to be able to drop the bass and then be also like. Welcome if, to the stage. If you're driving a white Camry, right? Or yeah, welcome to the stage. We're like all voice of that of stuff. All of voice of God, confident and cool. Yes. Um. Okay, I want to look at my list. Yeah, I think I got almost everything that I want to talk about. Except I know you guys are marketers mm-hmm. by training, so I would really love to hear your point of view on how marketing has changed in the last eight years for 
how you're approaching conferences and, and you know, like give us for like the for the business planners that are listening out there, um, for the corporate people, for all of that stuff, the ones that um, maybe aren't able to make as progressive decisions about how they're like how marketing and social are meeting their event. Mm-hmm. Um, like talk a little bit about that, like like how you guys see that fitting in and how it's changed. Well, I think, you know, marketers by trade, is really just college, but, um, you know, I think the biggest thing, at least that I see is just that it, there has to be personal connections in marketing. You know, it's not just throwing an ad, a print ad in a newspaper and nobody knows who's behind this company or, um, you know, it's for us at least, I mean, events are a huge part of marketing and or should be. Um, But it's really just building, you know, relationships and whether you do that through getting out and networking or hosting an event and bringing people together or you use social media to do that. I mean, people need to see a connection between the company and who's behind it or the people that work for it or the culture. I mean, look at Order Up. That's their whole, you know, mantra is creating this culture that their, you know, employees are out there all together, you know, in the community doing something, whether it's volunteering at Light City or supporting a local restaurant for happy hour um so i think it's just building that relationship between the people behind the company and what what the company is i mean mm-hmm. at least for us that's kind of been what's worked um yeah. all right so everybody out there listening how do they follow along uh, how do they get in touch? Why might they? Why might, why might be a good reason for them to get in touch with you and where? Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with us would probably be email, um, and you can email events at intrinsicevents.co, co not dot com, and that's um, just to spell it. It's i n t r i n s i c events. Um, or you can obviously follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We're not on Snapchat. You can come to Startups Ride too. We'll be there. Everyone. Yes, yes. Frequently in dresses. Yes. Um, and heels. Except right. when we roller skate. Except when you roller skate. How yeah. great was that? Awesome. Was so that pretty cool. great? So much fun. How many blisters did you guys get? I, I still have two. two. You should ask to see Nick's. Really? Only if you're not squeamish. <laughs> Ew. It's like. <laughs> it's gnarly. No pain, no gain. Yeah, I got one. I got one. I was like blown away that, I mean, I thought I was going to be all right because I legit have spent a lot of time on roller skates in my life, <laughs> but it had been for real 23 years yeah. since I've been on roller skates at all, mm-hmm. and um, I had a blast. That place was such a cool spot. It was. A little gnarly for the speaking section with the squeals, but it never got out of hand, so. <laughs> no, that was awesome. All right. Adapt. Rachel and Jess, thank you very much for making time. Thank you. All right, guys, you heard it. Now when you say to yourself, these Startup Swear events are planned so well, you know who to write to so that way they can come in and plan your next event, conference, trade show, wedding, birthday party, public merger. We do it all. Etc. Etc. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on the iTunes podcast player or Stitcher Radio or SoundCloud or YouTube. They've all got subscribe buttons and you can hit them. 
Uh, also, if you have a few spare moments, please head to the uh, iTunes store and give us a quick review. Uh, your words help more people find us because that's how they rank those reviews. Um, so do that. All that aside, I'll see everyone at Horsetail Technologies on June 30th. All right, this is your host, Patrick Reif, signing off. Keep taking care of each other. Peace.